Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast, where this week is Spurs v Liverpool. Wendy Wason, you're joining us in place of Natalie, team captain. Ever been a captain before? I was a captain of my basketball team, but not, nothing as exciting as this. And what position did you play in basketball? I don't remember. It was at school. It was right around a bit. You scored captain. captain. Oh, <laughs> Who team. cares about my position? The boss position. There we are. <laughs> with Mark Dolan. Mark, hello. Hello. I never captain anything. I'm a natural number two. James Brown joins us again. How many appearances is this now on Glory Hunters? Four. I've won the last two. You won the last two, have you? She's good because I felt the first two were like, it just seemed unfair. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. You felt like the scores were rigged? No, I didn't mean it was rigged. I okay. just felt you were like, tended to give a lot of points to the other team. All right. That's sort of how it works sometimes. Adam, <laughs> how, how do you feel about playing the game now you've heard that the scores aren't set in stone? Well, yeah, I hope there isn't going to be some kind of incident whereby we get docked a huge amount of points <laughs> for no real Let's hope that doesn't reason. happen. Here's the Glory Hunters podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that pits fan against fan in a gladiatorial combat of wits. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported in a bubbling cauldron of conflict. But who can stand the heat and all simply burn out? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. This week sees Liverpool take on Tottenham in a replay of last year's Champions League final. Representing Liverpool is comedian Adam Riches, who's alongside team captain James Brown. Hello, James. Hello there. Representing Liverpool, James. Well, assisting Adam. I know. Yeah, I know really guiding him here as well. Oh. And on the team sheet for Spurs is broadcaster Mark Dolan, Hello. who's being led by team captain this week... Comedian Wendy Wayson. Hello, Hello, Wendy. Hello. Welcome to Glory Hunters, Thank Wendy. Thank you very much for having me. Sitting in for Natalie this week. Sitting in for Natalie, yes. She's away. I believe so. You're a big Arsenal fan, and what team are you representing? Spurs. That's exciting, <laughs> isn't it? You're one of the biggest Arsenal fans I know. How have you ended up in this chair? Because Anything we're, for money? Because we're Is that very the generous fans, as Arsenal fans. <laughs> Haven't you heard? Very generous. How much do you hate Spurs, Wendy? Oh, well, although I have to tell you this story that, my, that there's a song in Arsenal when everyone sings Stand Up If You Hate Spurs. Yeah. My kids were mortified at me saying, sit down, we don't stand up for hate. Oh, very so nice. Like, Mommy, that's really embarrassing. You need oh, to deal with that. So we don't, I don't hate Spurs. No. It's, a, it's, a, it's a London team. It's just one that I um, don't happen to support. You're a season ticket holder at Arsenal. I am. How long have you been a season ticket there? Seven years. Well, that isn't a North London accent, I, no, I am not. sensing. No, I'm from Scotland. I grew up watching Stenhouse Mirror because my uncle was 
the chairman, then now secretary, mm-hmm. and then I went to Arsenal game and went, ah, oh, that's how football's played. <laughs> oh, you're a, you are a true glory hunter. True, uh, yeah. Where is Stenhouse from your? Because when you're growing up in England, you hear the smaller Scottish teams on the reports on on Saturday night, with, and you never know where. You never know. It's about an hour from Edinburgh. It's in it? between Glasgow and Edinburgh, and it's quite near a place called Falkirk. So it's a sort of small suburb of Falkirk okay. called Stenhouse Muir. Mark, Spurs fan, yes, representing Spurs with Arsenal. I mean, how has this happened? How well, do you yeah. feel? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I'm already feeling quite fragile because our squad is a little fragile. Yes. And I, I well, however the team is, is how I am. Um, but Wendy is a supreme comedian. And also, I think Wendy being a Scot, she's kind of chosen Arsenal. Mm. But it's not like you were born Arsenal. You had to be born Arsenal for me to really not like you. Okay. So it's not in your DNA. So we, do you think we, you we could turn it? You think you could turn it? Uh, well, that's something I've thought about for many years <laughs> since we first met on the circuit. No, um, I, I, I think, uh, yes, yeah, I think you're persuadable. Definitely. No, okay, cool. I know you've got a fragile squad, but cool. you've got a microbrewery, I believe. In, in there's there. a microbrewery. <laughs> there's the, the the pulled pork burger, oh, the, the cheese cupboard. Let's yes. talk about the there's food. There's the there's the uh, Bond villain chairman Daniel Levy. There's a lot to like. <laughs> there's a lot to like. Okay, and there's like a, a chicken on a bowl. Yeah, it's all yeah. about the snacks. I just <laughs> had dinner. I had lunch in the um, the director suite there at the start of the season. Oh yeah, at Newcastle. It was the, the catering was fantastic. That's exactly. A lot of comedians in there. Oh right. Frank Skinner, the other guy, Mike, Michael. Mike, that comedian, Mike. Huge guy. McIntyre. That's him. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I don't watch Saturday Night TV between six and ten. You know, the comedian, Mike. That's the thing that my mum would say. You know, Mike with the eyes. Nobody ever thought they're the comedy, you know, elite comedy support troupe. Yeah, yeah. They're not, play, they're not the ones playing at Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> <laughs> really, it has helped over the years having a sense of humour supporting Spurs. It's something you need. Of course, your season's fallen apart, Mark, because <laughs> of having no striker. Yes. No, exactly you know, right. you lost Kane and Son and yeah, yeah, didn't want to bring Parrot in particularly. All these things have happened. Well, look, I mean, the, yeah. do you know the player Parrot? He's from the youth team, plays on the shoulder. Oh, he's well, nicely done. Uh, the bottom line is, yeah, we are ironically, and I've got an Arsenal fan next to me. We are going through a similar syndrome where we've got this really nice, lovely stadium, but no players, mm. right? And you it's because of Arsenal. you know, and and it was it's, it's like when you buy a new house and then you haven't got a sofa for like five oh, yeah. years. Not percent down there. That. That's what's happened to us. There we are. Very we'll good. be back. Right. Well, there we are. The scene is set for Liverpool v Spurs. Liverpool, you will kick off next as both teams try and convince me they are the biggest here today as we do this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. This isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Liverpool, you have won the chance to go first. Adam, that is you, and your 30 seconds starts now. Uh, all right, well, I'm, I'm not going to pull out the, uh, the usual tropes of why we're bigger in terms of history or size of fan base or number of trophies won. Um, I'm not even going to mention that our full club name is longer than yours and accrues a higher point score at Scrabble. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, 28 letters, 47 points. Liverpool Football Club, champions of the world, 40 letters, 73 <laughs> points. Um, I'm not going to mention that if you stacked all our players on top of each other and all your players on top of each other, ours would be the bigger pile. Uh, Spurs 29-man squad combined height is around 166 feet 5 inches. But if you just took Van Dyke out of ours and put Shakiri on sideways, 
then you'd almost double that total alone. Um, I'm not even going to mention that we're the bigger club because we actually let you think you had a chance of winning our European Cup last year. Uh, instead, I'm going to focus on uh, the avian distinction between the two clubs. We have a mythological cormorant with a sprig in its beak. Our bird mingles with the gods on Mount Olympus. Yours wouldn't look out of place in a deleted scene from Snatch. So that is why we are fundamentally, I would say. James, would you agree? The bigger club. Yeah, definitely. Thank very, you. Very, very good answer. Well Best. done, Adam. Very good. Research. Research. Was that? Research. A lot of yeah, research, first. wasn't it? Maths, yeah. James. Yeah. Maths. Imagine it. There we are. Mark, can you tell us why Spurs are a bigger club than Liverpool? Well, I think everyone knows the way you judge a club is the number of ex-players who have made it into broadcasting. Oh, right. That's, I mean, that's everything. I mean, there's like the, the, the Champions League and there's titles and cups, all the rest of it. But let's look at telly and who is the Don of television broadcasting when it comes to ex-footballers. Liverpool have Jamie Carragher and Graham Souness, not too bad. Spurs have Gary Lineker, the Don, the boss, Jermaine Jenis, and most importantly of this parish, talk sports Jason Cundy, who I know people think of as an ex Chelsea player, but really he's a Spurs legend and I happen to know on good authority it's his favourite club. He just has a funny way of showing it. <laughs> also, um, do you know something? We've got more names. You, you know, Adam said that, 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 that like Liverpool's got a longer name, but Liverpool is Liverpool. Uh, we are Spurs, Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur, other less known monikers, Hotspur Rangers, Tottenham Wanderers and Queen's Park Tottenham or QPT. <laughs> Most importantly, our moniker. You'll Never Walk Alone is decent, but we have Aldera Est Facere, mm -hmm. okay? And because it's Latin, no one knows what it actually means, but it's probably amazing. I'm not sure. I've done a little Google test, and I think it means get Brexit done, but I can't be sure. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs. To dare is to do, and you definitely did dare, <laughs> Good night, didn't you? Boy. So uh, <laughs> there we are. Now, you did go on about TV pundits. Unfortunately, this is a radio quiz, and we know radio is the, the premier medium for sports pundits, Mark. Fair so point. I have to take some points off for that. But you made some salient points. I loved it, Adam. I loved the Scrabble answer, the height answer, the Liver Bird as well, the beautiful song by Lionel Bart that I like called the Liver Bird as well. So you brought that up, made me think of that song, which means, Adam, you get two points and, Mark, you get one. I have a number of alternatives and each one gives me something different. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? Hey? I'm Charlie Baker, and you're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from TalkSport. Right now, it's time for this. Yes, it'll be Jim White on the night. Jim's going to list a series of clues about the identity of someone from the world of football. All you have to do is guess who. Feel free to dive in with your answer. First one to guess correctly gets the two goals that are up for grabs. Here's Jim with the first clue. Who am I? I was born in Bologna in 1960. Born in Bologna, 1960. The Ferrari Testarossa. No, I don't think it is that. Anybody else? Ancelotti. Ancelotti. Next clue, please, Jim. I have a degree in economics. Degree in economics. Born in Bologna. Pochettino's coming from Wendy. Is it Capello? It's Capello from James Brown. No, it's not. Next clue, please, Jim. I once appeared as an animated figure in a George Michael video. Animated figure in a George Michael video. You have faith, guys. Come on, have faith. Anybody? Anybody? Giorgio Armani. Giorgio Armani. <laughs> We've gone with no, I don't think it is. Anybody else? James? Adam? No. Next clue, please, Jim. My autobiography is called The Rules of the Game. Rules. 
rules of Kalina. the game. Kalina. Oh, Adam yes. Richards. Let's find out from Jim White. I am Pierre Luigi Kalina. Yeah! Woo! Great answer. You get one point for that, Adam. <laughs> very, very good. I remembered a, an angry bald man in a George Michael video. Was that I want to see that. In the memory a little <laughs> bit. He was never angry. That was what's good showing, about it. Showing Andrew Ridgely a red card. Right, we're going to go for another round of It'll Be Jim White on the Night. Are we enjoying it, Wendy? Loving of course it. you are, yeah. Get in with your answers <laughs> there. the best day I've ever had. Oh, good. Here we go. Jim White, please give us the first clue. Who am I? I was born in Amsterdam in 1951. Amsterdam, 51, anybody? Cruyff. Cruyff, you've gone Johan Cruyff. It's a no. Anybody else? No. Let's have the next clue, please, Jim. My nickname is the Iron Tulip. Iron Tulip, born in Amsterdam in 51. Anyone want to have a little guess? Seconds are nearly up. Rude Hullet. No. Let's go to Jim White. I'm a black belt in karate. A black belt in karate. <laughs> Anybody got any sort of answers? Okay. Next clue, please, Jim. I once dropped my trousers during a halftime team talk. Trousers during a halftime team talk. The Iron Tulip. Kite. Dirk Kite. Is it Martin Yoll? Martin Yoll. No. Jim. Final clue. I was manager of Manchester United when they won the FA Cup in 2016. Louis van Gaal. Adam Rich is coming with another answer. Louis van Gaal, let's find out from Jim if it's right. I am Louis van Gaal. I am Louis van Gaal. Well done, Adam. Both on that, which means you get both points, which makes it Liverpool 4, Spurs 1. When did anyone ever refer to him as the Iron yeah, Tulip? Obviously, obviously, it's what he's called in Holland. Maybe he's called himself Maybe, that. maybe when he dropped really, his trousers, they called him the really Iron Tulip. bad nickname, that. <laughs> his face, Iron yeah. Tulip. What's that after? His face is more rose-like, isn't it? Yeah. It's very sort yeah. of red and boiling with, with rage. I'm Jim White. I've written 18 children's books. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to share an idea they believe will change sport for the better. This thought may rattle the cages of the sporting establishment, but here on Glory Hunters, convention is flung out of the window like the contents of a medieval chamber pot. Previous suggestions have included ball boys taking penalties, abolishing half-time and even changing the name of football. Our guests are free to disrupt, disturb and denounce... Adam, we're going to start with you. Right. And you think we should have mixed teams. Mixed teams, uh, not just men and women, interspecies as well. We should have animals playing the game as Lovely. well. Lovely. Um, maybe you can have, you know, two or three. You know, you have like they were going to do with foreigners. You'd only have like a number of animals playing in each team. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't just have a herd of wildebeest as your entire <laughs> up front. starting 11. Up front. <laughs> yeah. um, I think as well, like an, an extra addition to this would be that you would, you would have no kits either because oh. it's, it's quite demeaning to dress up animals um, and I think that that would then make everyone feel a little bit more comfortable I think it would give something to watch whilst the VAR checks are going yeah. on you would never be uh, are the fans in, in clothes at all as well that's or? optional that's, yeah that's okay optional, yeah and probably seasonal as well I would have thought um, <laughs> my, my cat is currently dressed as Sherlock Holmes I now feel really bad you should well, call the RSPCA yeah. I don't think there'd be much more exciting than seeing a cheetah speed through on goal and then have a squid like roll down its feet. I don't know if you ever saw the film Animal Olympics, the cartoon that was out, oh, what a which was idea. a brilliant a thing. You're a basically squid. describing the animated 
middle section of bed knobs, bed knobs and, and broomsticks. Yeah, <laughs> of course. How lovely! <laughs> yeah. Which is the best part? That, 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 it's just such a great. There's that lion, yeah. isn't he? Plays, yeah. Yeah, he's I'm the king. I was just thinking, like the, the commentary of this game could be taken care of by perhaps Clive Tildesley and David Attenborough. Oh, Absolutely lovely. What a how lovely! With a little yes. bit of climate change <laughs> messaging just slipped under the yeah, radar, very, very and you, good. You, you'd eliminate this. Those whole, players look very hot. This, <laughs> <laughs> this whole conversation about the winter break, it would have to be implemented for the bears. Yeah, they'd and, need to hibernate yeah. during that period, and so. the birds they'd migrate. The birds would migrate well, as well. Yeah. Because what you could do is you could just rotate your squad and bring the penguins in. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. exactly. Would the yeah. migrating yeah. birds affect the transfer window, or are they on a Bosman? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> well, the things like the Arctic foxes. They would have the home and away kit, depending yeah. on the They'd way they were Leicester, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> Adam, it's a superb, Thank superb you. idea. You, yeah. And you're going to, of course, get the full three goals for that. Mark wow. Dolan, you want to introduce, I love this, an injured players league. Absolutely right. I, I think I would get rid of, like, you know, these B teams, the second eleven. Those guys never make it into the first team. It celebrates failure. Uh, let's take all those players that you're desperate to see playing again and just make them play, oh, right? Yeah. A lot of these injuries are in the head. I think it's mind over matter, <laughs> okay? Nothing a bit of bandage and a spray of deep heat couldn't fix, in my opinion, right? And actually, I think crutches and plaster cards will just add to the spectacle. And I don't see why someone in a stretcher can't head the ball at the very least. It's not oh, too much to ask, is it? Land it on their head. Definitely. And if you think I'm exaggerating, what I am actually describing is all football 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Terry, Terry Butcher... It's playing on. Terry Butcher was clinically dead for uh, <laughs> basically most of a football game. Troutman. Troutman, the broken neck. Yes. And I'm just thinking, I think of the number of leagues in this special competition Darren Anderton would have won. I mean, oh. he would have been a Lionel Messi Star of the player. Injured Players League. Would yeah. you allow like support, bandages, uh, crutches, wheelchairs? All sorts of paraphernalia, definitely, because a lot of that would, would attract sponsorship. It is. Um, neck great. braces by Nike. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's I'm, great I'm, for the St. John Ambience. Yeah. What this, also, this also allows a way back in for ex-footballers who have had to retire early due to injury. Mm. Gaza. So, Gaza's cruise ship wouldn't have been a problem. And also our very own Alan Brazil, who might well have played into his 50s. He might have done, be still playing now, wouldn't he? Could I ask what happens to the injured players from the injured league? Does this keep going on Mm. and on until we just have graveyards with fans (laughs) watching what happens I mean, your your qualification for a game will be to have your pulse taken. Right. We're looking for a heartbeat, and then the gaffer says, you're in, son. Yeah, I know you're carrying a bit of a knock, but all I'm looking for is a bit of endeavour. Well, if you're just struggling in the fit league, and then you think, oh, I'm going to drop, <laughs> going to drop down to the injured, and then ring up, put this sling on, yeah, get in the ring. I'm just going to run at a wall. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get a game this weekend. Exactly. Break their ankle on purpose. Mark. In the injured league, did the players fake wellness? Yeah. When they <laughs> Yeah. So we start sprinting. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Yeah. I think, Mark, we've, we love the idea, but I think we've found too many holes. <laughs> I, all it is is I basically come up with an idea for a league that Tottenham can win this season. <laughs> oh. That's what it is, with yeah. Son up front. Son and Kane up front in the injured league. Perfect. I loved it, Mark, but there were too many holes in it. I mean, it was just we just shot it down. So I'm going to give you two goals is what I'm going to give you, Mark. Wendy, yes. do you think mums should be the match officials? I do. I think it'd be a great idea to have mum refs, mum linesmen. I'd like to see... I think it'd be great for the fans to see boys that are on 150 grand a week being told, right, we're doing this, are we? I think a mum look can silence anyone. I think we, we, we should have more cards. We'd be like, that. the green cards means I've got my eyes on you. I know what you're doing. That's your first warning before I get my yellows. We should award free kicks for good behaviour. I think that was... <laughs> 
You should encourage the good behaviour and ignore the bad. Nice. And also, I just think it'd be great, be great for all the fans to see yeah. them towing the line. Would the players have to tidy the dressing room up at the end of the game? Yes, they would. <laughs> and do you know what? Not your they'd have to tidy the away teams as well if they, ver- if they upset me a lot. Would you, what would you replace the dugout with, like a naughty step? I wouldn't. What a no, idea. I wouldn't. I tell you, what I would do. I'd, you know, when the when the ball goes off and the manager of the opposite team doesn't help them get it. Oh, I'd like, no. Yes. I'm no. not having that. It's good sportsmanship all round. They want to see everyone <laughs> leading by example. Wendy, you've you've pinpointed the problem with the whole of football, I think, which is mums aren't more involved. <laughs> um, and for that, I'm going to give you four goals, Wendy, Thank because you very I'm, I've broken the I've broken the scoring uh, rules and structure. For you, Wendy, because it was such a good answer. So we've we've literally smashed the glass ceiling, have we? You've smashed the glass ceiling on this show, exactly. James, we're coming to you last, and you say one sub per match. Yes, I think we're spoilt now. I think there's too many subs on the bench. Um, In the old days, you know, long, long ago, when you only had one sub, it was really, really exciting when the goalkeeper was injured. Because yeah, you never yeah. knew who was going to go. And it very rarely happens now, unless mm. maybe once a year the, the team will have used all of their legitimate subs and so the goalie gets injured and then an outfield player has to go in. It's one of the highlights, <laughs> the random highlights of the game, mm. of seeing which one of your team is going to go in goals. Who goes because, in goal in training. Yeah, because exactly it gives you actually a little bit of insight into what happens in training. And as everyone knows, training is essentially really just headers and volleys in the mud like used to play in the park. So I I think the random nature that has been stolen from us by this introduction of so many subs as well. And also, you know, it'll make it easier for managers because they won't have to be having, they can just think about what the 11 players on the pitch are doing. And if a guy goes down, they just put the next person on. Mm. They don't have to be thinking, should I put a defender on? Should I put a centre forward on? Should I, should, should I do it? Then it'd be exciting yeah. to see who's on the bench. Almost as exciting as a dog it, getting on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of the subs we could mix up with one of Adam's ideas there. Could be an animal. Just yeah. could be an animal. Yeah, an yeah, owl. You're allowed. Yeah. Oh, he's put an owl on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting choice. Need, they need to calm down a bit. Oh, God, I put a trout on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing about an owl. Field, uh, oh, owls have their eyes on the ball because of the swivel head. Yeah, that's true. Mark said something earlier about the B team as well, which is like, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saves money as well. Performance bonuses. It's a, it's a great idea, James. But I don't feel like I, I don't feel like it's some revolutionary because we we've already had one sub. It's just something that's changed, isn't it, over time? Two goals for you, James. Okay, it was very, very, very good. Very, very good. You can never say never. Absolutely never. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finding your perfect home was hard. But thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now, though, for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. James and Adam, we're going to go to 1984 and this. Liverpool are European champions! What joy! Alan Kennedy's penalty goal leaves Rome distraught and Merseyside jubilant. Alan Kennedy's penalty gives Liverpool the European Cup for the fourth time. Yes, Alan Kennedy's winning strike saw Liverpool beat Roma 4-2 on penalties to win the European Cup for the fourth time. But what else do you remember of that year, 1984? Question one. Liverpool's victory in 1984 was particularly significant, but why? A. They became the first team to win the European Cup four times. B. They became the first English side to win three major trophies in a season. Or C. George Orwell actually predicted it would happen in the novel 1984. <laughs> I want it to be answer C so badly. <laughs> so George badly. Orwell predicting Ian Rush's move from Chester. Ian Rush seen okay. over, his, okay. <laughs> over his tash. It's B. You think it's B? It is B. Congratulations. They won the League title, the League Cup and the European Cup. Felt a little bit like I was on question spot. Oh, yeah, real very, very good. And you've won that lovely jumper as well. Yeah, David Coleman gave me this before. <laughs> very he, nice. He left. Light yellow, very much your colour, James. That's mad because Sue Barker gave me this. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Which England legend announced his retirement from football that year at the age of 33? Was it A? As the ball floated in towards Stapleton, and it'll come to Alan Ball. And Ball has scored. Alan Ball or B? Keegan! Kevin Keegan, or perhaps... Forward now for Brooking, is this the chance? And it is! Trevor Brooking! Or was it Trevor Brooking? So, Alan Ball, Kevin Keegan, or Trevor Brooking? Well, I remember those two coming on in the World Cup. Do you remember when they came on against Mm -hmm. Spain? And that was at the tail end of their careers. Mm. That was 82. Mm -hmm. And this is two years later. Do they keep going for another two years, those two? Or should we discount them? I think Keegan kept playing. I think... Would Ball have been playing so much longer, another 18 years after the World Cup? It's Brooking or Keegan, I think. I think Ball would have retired before 84. Trevor Brooking is my favourite player growing up, so I'll go for Trevor Brooking. Yeah, okay. Going for Brooking. Trevor Brooking? Let's find out. Keegan! Goals pay the rent! And Keegan does his share! Goals pay the rent. Keegan does his share. It was Kevin Keegan. OK, question three. 1984 was also the year of this. And once again, a roar of applause 
and on the far side of the rink, the people are standing and applauding. The Union Jacks are flying around the rink. Yes, Torval and Dean won gold at the Winter Olympics in Sarajevo, a moment that came eighth in a poll of the public's favourite sporting moments. But who's just behind them at number nine? Was it A? Yeah. He's done it. Dennis Taylor, for the first time, becomes world snooker champion 1985. Dennis Taylor there. Dennis Taylor crowned snooker world champion in 1985, or was it? And I don't think Foreman's going to get up. He's trying to beat the count, and he's out! Oh, my God, he's won the title back at 32! The rumble in the jungle, or perhaps... Beckham now to Owen, and here's another Owen run. He's going to worry them again. It's a great run by Michael Owen, and he might finish it off! Oh, it's a wonderful goal! That's Michael Owen's goal against Argentina at the 1998 World Cup. Who's behind Torvalindeen at number nine? So this is, when was this poll taken? 2002 this poll was taken, James. So Torvalindeen were eighth, and we have to guess who was the ninth, who was ninth. favourite moment in sport. Yeah, that's it, Dennis it Taylor, or the rumble in the jungle, or Michael Owen's goal against Argentina. Because mm, normally the most frequent, the, the, the nearest ones are nearer the top, aren't they? So Owen might be nearer the top of that poll. Sort of freaks about Torval and Dean, eighth. Totally disrespectful to football. Seriously though, I mean, there's, there's eight great footballing moments that are better than Torval and Dean. Bob Mills would fight you with that. He celebrates that win every single year. He's part of a society that goes and visits Sarajevo every year. I'd like to see Mills on skates. Oh, let's. It's on I Channel mean, 5 next week. Okay, so, so Dennis Taylor. Dennis Taylor. Michael Owen, who's... Was and the name? Rumble in the Jungle, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman. I Ooh. think the worst one there is Taylor. So I'm thinking that. Okay, what are we going to go for, gents? I don't like the question, so I'm quite happy okay. for you to put the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the question either. Okay. So I'm going Taylor. Going Dennis Taylor? Yeah, lovely demand, Dennis. Let's find out. Yeah. Who's done it? Taylor. There we are. Number one in that poll was Steve Redgrave's fifth Olympic gold, followed by England's 66 World Cup win. So at the end of that round, you scored two goals, which takes you to 13. Wendy and Mark, we're going to go back to 1981 and this. Here we are. And still Ricky Villa. What a fantastic run. He scored. Amazing goal. That's Ricky Villa's solo goal that saw Spurs beat Man City 3-2 in the FA Cup final replay following a one-all draw. But what else do you remember of that year, 1981? Here we go. Question one. Ricky Villa's goal came second in a poll of the best FA Cup final goals of the past 50 years. But can you tell me which goal pipped it to the top spot? Was it A? Keith Alchin for Coventry in 1987, or was it? Gerard, He's got it! Oh, Stephen Gerard! Just when he looked injured and out of it, and equalised for Liverpool. With 90 minutes gone, it's 3-3. Three, three. That's Stephen Gerrard for Liverpool in 2006, or perhaps... Wise for Chelsea. Rolled up to Di Matteo. 
Yash Hughes making an angle run ahead of him and opened up some space to and a goal! Oh, fantastic start! Roberto Di Matteo! That's Roberto Di Matteo for Chelsea in 1997. Which one was the top spot in the best FA Cup final goals of the past 50 years? Wowzers. I see Di Matteo as like the sort of dark horse option here, but it could be a bluff. I don't know. I literally haven't heard the name Di Matteo for quite a long time. It's mm. been many years, hasn't it? But is that because he's still being paid by a variety of clubs <laughs> that he used to manage? Still there. <laughs> you think still he'll be trying. there in his 80s, <laughs> serving his gardening leave? Um, I mean, I don't know, really. Uh, Let's go Di Matteo, then. Go Di Matteo. Going to go for Di Matteo. Yeah. Let's find out. Gerard! He's got it! Question two. The soundtrack to Tottenham's FA Cup win was, of course, this. Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Tottenham's gonna do it again. They can't stop the boys from Tottenham. The boys from Tottenham. But can you tell me where Chaz and Dave got to in the charts with Aussie's dream? Was it A, number four, B, number five, or C, number six? Hmm. I don't remember it. Don't remember it. It was a great. he's going to Wembley. His knees have gone all trembly. Come on, you Spurs. Oi. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> um, it was a great tune. Uh, not as good. Ozzy as... had a line in it, didn't he, James? Do you want to attempt it? In the cup for Tottenham. That was it. In the cup for Tottenham. But look, um, uh, you raise a really good question there. So let me think. What number? It was uh, four, somehow, five four, five or six. Oh, I feel it was one of those. Football songs that, uh, with the exception of Arsenal fans, everyone quite liked. It cut through, didn't it? it I cut think through. It, it cut through. So uh, it'll be like the uh, the rap that um, the John rap. Barnes did, yeah. did, which of course everyone quite mostly enjoyed. I'm going to go number uh, position four. What do you think, four, Wendy? Cool. I'll back going you on for that four. One. Yeah. The answer is number five. It's oh. bad news. Question three. Sorry, Wendy. 1981 was also the year of Eurovision glory. I apologise for whipping James's skirt off during that bit. Anyway, <laughs> Bucks Fizz were crowned Eurovision champions, but can you tell me who was the last British act to win the title before them in 1981? Was it A? Kisses for me, save all your kisses for me. That was 1976. Yeah. Brotherhood of Man, save all your kisses for me. B? My <laughs> That's Lulu, yeah. And don't shout about it. Or was it C? I haven't felt myself all day because I've been all alone. So come inside and shut that door and make yourself at home. Or was it shut that door, Larry Grayson? The only thing, I'm thinking Larry Grayson. I said to Everard. He was, uh, what, early 80s? <laughs> Wasn't he? <laughs> He was a big, a big, <laughs> so, big star of the early 80s. I thought wedding question for 1981. I did. No, By the way, that was one. a time when you could have an entire career just with a catchphrase. <laughs> Larry Grayson, <laughs> hugely yeah, talented know. man, David underrated entertainer. Fine. Shut that door. David Wines has done very well with his career of catchphrases. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, what do you reckon? I've been wrong so far. I don't know. I'm thinking Who about won the Eurovision man? Song Contest before Bucks Fizz, basically, the first British L- I, I'm thinking Lulu. That's the 60s, so it can't be Lulu. And I remember Save All Your Kisses for Me being a big song, but I don't know if that's why it was. What do we want to know? Let's go Brotherhood of Man. Go for it. Brotherhood of Man, let's find out. Kisses for me, save all your kisses for me. 
So in that round, you scored one. The scores are currently Liverpool 13, Spurs 9. But that could all change as we enter our next round, which is this. Our esteemed panel are about to be confronted by real-life members of the general public as we play A Question of Sport Time. our first question please hello i'd like to ask the panel what everyday activity deserves sports status adam riches i would say uh, guessing where the train doors are on a platform very nice i think there's there, i know there's apps and there's things that you can kind of find out where best to stand to get that door that sweet spot when it's there mm. but i think if you had people that had no prior knowledge of the platform or the service at all and just threw them on they gave them 10 seconds to go yeah and they've got to pick that nice spot for the doors. I think you could, I think you could apply a point system to that. You've got to come down the, the stairs, right, right. onto the platform, yeah. on a, any platform around the country, uh, hit the doors. The stairs bit is, you know, that's, that's up to you, Charlie. If you oh, want okay. that, 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 <laughs> I was just adding that. I wouldn't mark them on the stairs. Oh, right, okay. uh, I think it would be solely on, like, straight, straight onto the platform, 10 yeah. seconds, clocked. They can see the train coming, so there's that drama. Is that yeah. sense of drama and yeah. intrigue, and then they just got to pick where to go. People would get really good <laughs> knowledge of train. They'd go travel the country, practicing on the train stations until it comes to tournament yeah. time. Well, ideally, you'd have people that have never ever seen a train before. Oh, that'd be because nice. then that would be. That what would is be this? So, yeah, they, 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 wouldn't, they wouldn't actually be knowing what they were doing on the platform, but we, as the viewer, <laughs> yeah. would know that they were trying to get yeah. where the door was. I will grant you, there's a natural jeopardy in the process of alighting that train mm -hmm. and do I get points for using the word alighting I think so <laughs> the bottom line is that um, you've got obviously lots of potential obstacles some train services close the doors 60 seconds before departure and don't open them again mm -hmm. which I think is an extra curveball because you don't know whether it'll yes, be one of those trains mm -hmm. or not because there's a couple yeah. of operators there's one the worst is two minutes I, I lost a relationship Mark, in Adam's rules you're Over waiting that. for the train yeah. to come in and it's yeah, people who've it, never seen a train before yeah, and also mm. it's not, it doesn't relate to when the train leaves. It's just yeah. when you get on. Yeah, and isn't a lighting when you get off? Isn't that, is a, is a lighting getting off or getting on? Getting a lighting off. is getting on, isn't it? No, it's getting, getting off. off, yeah. Getting off. Sorry, Mark. You actually lose a point. Adam, it's an excellent idea. I'm giving you two goals. Wendy Wason. Uh, the sport I would implicate is making tea. I would like tea to be a sport. You can also pitch your children against each other to make you a cup of tea. There's flair, the colour mm. of the tea, um, the amount of milk they add to it, uh, how they serve it. Also, the little curveball of what they serve it with. Ooh. My little boy served me some Smarties in an egg cup with my tea. You've got no, I didn't want really well trained top prizes. I, know. I didn't want a Smartie, but as soon as I saw the Smartie, I was like, that is a genius Especially idea. Out of an egg cup. Not, a whole, not a whole packet, just a few. I was like, this is amazing. Enough. A taste. Yeah. I feel there's a problem. Oh, okay. I must admit. Okay. Put it I in. love the idea. Spanner in. It feels to me that it's subjective on the taste of the tea and the person you're serving it yeah. to. Judges could be all different. So well, you have to research your judges. It's like ice skating. It's not going to appeal to everyone. So, the, so it would be making my tea. So making I'd say I like my tea sort of strong, bit of milk, yeah. and then I'd be gauging it. Maybe stuff so look at the like person. Maybe a European yeah. tan or <laughs> no. maybe like a, a, an Irish tan. Oh, yes. or <laughs> I withdraw my, oh, yeah. my problem with okay. very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, it's an excellent answer. And you mentioned Smarties in an egg cup, which brilliant. <laughs> three goals. Mark, three? Yeah. How'd you work that out? <laughs> How'd you so work three? No one said it's fair. Adam, <laughs> let's carry on. Mark Dolan. I worried <laughs> that this non-sporting activity is so demanding, both physically and mentally, that it's almost too hard to be a sport, but I'm going to submit it. 
filling the dishwasher, mm, yes. which is the bane of most people's lives. I think we can all agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's a highly strategic process to make sure that you stack plates with a sufficient equidistance between them that each plate gets a good scrub. You have the profound physical challenge of getting the drawer back in position should it derail. Have you ever suffered a derail of the oh, dishwasher? Yeah, it's human conquest, isn't it? Man yeah. versus machine. Yeah. God help you if you run out of salt or rinse aid. That's the ultimate curveball, isn't it? And you never know when that rinse aid is going to run dry. That's like, though, when the, when the kit man for a team turns up and they've got the, bought the wrong kit or no away kit, isn't no, it? Not bought rinse aid. It's, it's the equivalent of, uh, you know. I am awful <clears throat> at it loading the dishwasher. I put this down to the fact that I grew up without a dishwasher. Oh. Never had one. And so I even can't... now How I am terrible at it. And even now I am terrible at it. I wondered why your also, hands are so dry Also, all our plates oh. are too big for our dishwasher. Some of the dishwashers that you can lift up the, the, the top I, tier. Oh, I'm not interested in the whole thing. I yeah. quite enjoy, because my husband is very particular about how the dishwasher gets stacked. And I think, who the hell cares? You just chuck it all in. And sometimes I think I could put a plate in straight. Or I could put it in just a little bit wonky and ruin his whole day. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. perfect. That's, that, no, that's all part of the sport. That is I a scorched it, yeah. earth policy. I like it, Mark, but you've reminded me of the dishwasher. So I'm going to give you two goals. James Brown. OK, I do this. OK. And it's very enjoyable, which is why I believe it should be established as an Olympic sport. The throwing of tea bags into cups from a distance. Yeah. Vastly improved when the pyramid tea bag was introduced. Yeah. I first saw this on one of the early series of Big Brother. There was a, a Scottish guy called Sandy. Okay. It was very meticulous about how he did his daily routine. It was before, in the early days of Big Brother, they didn't give him anything to yeah. do. They just put them in there. <laughs> and he used to jog around this swimming pool every morning. The other thing he used to do was throw tea bags in. And it's actually a very rewarding yeah. sport because it works because you get a cup of tea at the end. That's the reward. It's easy to clear up because yeah. the tea bags largely no fall mess. roughly the same area. They're not messy. You can use them again. So it's very in keeping with the idea of recycling and, mm. and not having excessive waste. And the feeling when the tea bag lands in the cup is just fantastic. And, yeah. and, and you, can, you can vary the distance. You can have long distance Pyramid tea bag throwing, you can have short distance. Very nice. Pyram or you can do it from a height, yeah. or you can do it flat, whatever it works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very satisfying. I and I, people watch curling, they watch darts, they watch bowls. This is the kitchen version of all of them. It would be very, very popular. It's like javelin without the danger. Uh, it's an excellent, perfect <laughs> idea, Thank you. James. I love it. Brilliant. I love it. Three goals. Their awareness is good. Because they're not aware of each other. <laughs> this is Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sports. Now, in the dying moments of the game, we move now into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. Losing side goes first. That's Spurs at the moment. Wendy and Mark, you're on 18. Only okay. five behind. Okay. You Correct. can get them all back in this. Cool. I'm going to list a series of reasons why football matches have either been called off or <laughs> delayed in the past. All you've got to do is tell me which are true okay. and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Here we go. Your time starts 
now, much postponed due to clash with local cheese festival. I think that's true. Yeah, it is true. Town v Chippenham. Game delayed due to fan running onto the pitch to get a selfie. False. It's true. Uh. Match moved to another date due to advice from team astrologer. Ah, uh, that's false. It's false. Match abandoned due to UFO spotted in the sky. Uh, false. It's true. Match unable to continue because of shortage of players. True. It's true. Game called off after lack of half-time refreshments. <laughs> true. It's false. Delayed due to chicken invading the pitch. True. It's true. Fixture cancelled due to solar eclipse. True. It is true. Game abandoned after referee sent off all 22 players. False. It's true. Match called off due to referee suffering from indigestion. True. It's false. Delayed due to the fact that penalty spot had to be repainted. True. It's true. Game called off after someone forgot to pack away team's kit. True. False. Match abandoned after club president stormed onto the pitch with a gun. True. It's true. Game delayed due to player being bitten by a pine mine. False. It's true. Match postponed due to manager losing heart voice at half time. It's false. We got seven, which means James and Adam, you require two goals. I'm going to list a series of excuses given by teams for losing matches. All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. The best word I can say, but uh, we'll describe this, was boom. Are we ready? Your list of excuses starts now. The football club is haunted by the ghost of Lord Nelson. False. It's true. Players can't see each other in grey shirts. True. true. It's true. The team stayed up too late watching Netflix. False. False. We don't like playing on Fridays. True. True. Alan Hansen. Players were confused by the pre-match team talk. True. It's false. The crowd were making too much noise. True. It's true. Lack of central heating in the away dressing room. True. It's false. The players are too small. False. True. <laughs> true. It is true. Noisy frogs kept players awake all night. Noisy what? Frogs. True. It's true. Prolific goal scorer forgot to bring lucky boots. True. It's false. Too much time spent playing cards. True. It's true. Shortage of ball boys. True. It's true. American football being played at Wembley. True. It is true. Stereo wasn't working on team coach, so couldn't have a sing song on the way to the ground. False. It is false. The ball was too bouncy. True. It is true. <laughs> Players spending too much time on the PlayStation. True. The it best word I can say but uh, describe this was boom. <laughs> So, at the end of that, you've got a whopping 12 really gracious in victory. Win. So gracious, James. This is the Leeds fan. This is the Leeds fan. You scored 12 goals, which takes I'm you to 35. At, I'm actually laughing at how silly those excuses were. Well, I'm laughing. You about can't referee mummy. 35 plays 25, which means you win by 10. For the non-gracious winning, I'm going to take nine off, which means you're on 26, which means the final score are 26-25. To Liverpool. You win by one. (laughs) We all know you weren't. Can you take any positives at all from that, Spurs? Well, it was just really really fun to be involved. Yeah, (laughs) and it's still top four, isn't it? Coming second. Yeah. We've had a great day. Hopefully, someone will get banned. You've made Spurs lose. Oh, boy, you know. That's quite good fun, isn't it? (laughs) Winners, are you thrilled? (laughs) Oh, I mean, winning's just part of the. uh, Part of the DNA, is it? (laughs) (laughs) There we are. So, to our winners, we say. And for the losers... I don't believe they've done football a service. I think they've struck a blow to send us back, you know, back in the dark ages. My thanks to Wendy, James, Adam and Mark. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. 
Adam, honestly, you lost all those points at the end. Nearly lost, but 26-25. Yeah. A victory in the end. A great victory. Thank you so much to my captain here. Led us, led us through yeah. the match well, gallantly. I'm the Milner in this situation. Yeah. Does he captain Liverpool? Who wants he to be a Milner? Vice, vice captain. Because no, no, leads to Liverpool. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Alone, you know. Is the hold... kind of ending that you were hoping for for Liverpool? Did you say earlier? Like... Yeah, it really was. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was well fought, hard fought right to the end, and then a grandstand moment with that twelve-point deficit. <laughs> well, it was terrible, isn't it? Some toxic masculinity Some you toxic thought went. Toxic masculinity, Wendy. yeah. <laughs> One referee's to the rescue. I think that's the takeaway from this, isn't it, Mark? The, the, yeah. I mean, the I thought mum, the really... The mum refs. The tough part was when it went to VAR and you had to play a couple of records. That yeah, was that really... Was very difficult. You know, it was a low point for the show. Finding records in, to play was yeah. the... And a record player and all those things. The needle had gone. It was a nightmare. Anyway, that's the Glory Hunters podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please rate, review and subscribe. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.